Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist that believes in exercise, wants to make some money, and wants to provide the absolute best care for your patients? Well, then you are in the right place. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and this is Clinic Gym Radio, where we talk about the Clinic Gym hybrid model, which is combining the best parts of healthcare with active care and fantastic exercise programs to get patients the best care they can while helping you make more money in this game. This is Clinic Gym Radio, and I'm Dr. Josh Satterley. I'm excited for you to be here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm honored to, today to be joined by Dr. Jeff Langmaid. Jeff, what is up, my man? Uh, not much. I'm doing great. I, I thought this was a podcast. I didn't know it was full radio. I'm super jazzed now. <laughs> We're stepping it up. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, wait till we do the live reads about the weather and traffic, and it'll make you feel right at home, all right? <laughs> uh, so, Jeff, uh, for those who don't know, you are the evidence-based chiropractor, and you have some offerings for chiropractors. Can you recap them real quick? Yeah, sure thing. So, uh, if anybody has heard of me, it's probably through the evidence-based chiropractor kind of the intersection of research and marketing, building relationships with other docs is really that brand and what I talk about. Some of the other things that I've been involved in is Cairo office coverage. We do some staffing services. I'm involved in dynamic imaging. So an imaging company called AOMZ Diagnostics. And then really the project that I'm spending the most time on the last few years is called the Smart Chiropractor. And it's really B2C, business to consumer communication. So automating content marketing essentially is where we live with that. Awesome. Well, I want to talk only to those chiropractors who identify as smart and the ones that uh, are interested in a program called the Dumb Chiropractor. Just kill this podcast right now. Don't even worry about listening to it. But I want to get into this because I think you and I have had many conversations about the business side of things. And as you know, I am uh, I'm a firm believer in the model of clinic and gym blended together. And from a business standpoint, I think we can look at it like this. You have a great clinic. People know, like, and trust you as a chiropractor. Typically, when that happens, they want more from you. And if you want to make some coin and really build uh, some healthy income for yourself, I think having an upsell instead of maintenance care, or you could call it maintenance care, having an upsell into the gym and into workouts is the perfect, perfect uh, continuous business proposition. Um, I know that we've talked about like maintenance plans and whatnot uh, in the past and where they fall off. Basically, as soon as that person realizes that you're just hammering a check with them, they're out, right? And from your perspective, Jeff, I don't want to make this podcast about me. I want to make this about you and your opinions. (laughs) Um, Most chiropractors uh, that are out there, are they making the money they should? Are they taking home the money they should be taking home? We'll start there. Not not even close. I mean, in terms of if you look at the data and the research and you just, uh, just the basics, you know, and I think we can do so much more than back pain, but I like to start there because we haven't done a great job there. 80% of people are going to have back pain. A majority of those individuals are going to seek care. We have 15% utilization just right there. 15%, I think it's dramatically high, by the way. Just right there is a huge gulf of opportunity. Now you add to that, the fact that we actually are what's clinically indicated, what's evidence-informed, what the research shows is the most you know, efficacious, and we have basically probably the cheapest offering on the block as well. And right. it starts, like, none of it actually makes sense. If you looked at the data, it would be like, well, how does everybody not use a chiropractor? Right. If only just for that. 
Right. Just lowbackpain.com should be uh, directly to chiropractors only, right? I mean, spinal spinal uh, uh, manipulation, super highly rated, exercise, super highly rated, manual therapy, super highly rated, risk, about close to zero. I mean, and we're, we're right there, right? I mean, we should be seeing everybody and getting every referral from every doctor that's around and we're not. You're 100% correct. And there's, a, there's an interesting point about that that you brought up. And that's really the combination of what you just described, which is we're really a uniquely positioned profession where we're able to, we're really one of the only ones that is able to touch on every aspect that has been shown to be the best service offering, right? Mm -hmm. And we're, and we also have now, I get that there is some crossover in the therapy space and depending upon the, the, how great a strength and conditioning coach is to a certain degree, there might be even some crossover there as well, but Mm -hmm. The, there is a key component of what we can offer within the realm of an adjustment or a spinal manipulation that I still think holds a tremendous amount of leverage and power. We, and there's no question that we are the best trained in it. Now, if you are the best adjuster in the world or the worst adjuster in the world, obviously there can be a wide range of how, you know, how effective your care is. But the bottom line is we, ha- we sit at the center of pretty much that wheel. And we have the option and opportunity to go down any of the spokes in a way that it makes a lot more sense. And we're trained on that way more heavily than so many other professions. And that ties back to some of what you said uh, to kick it off with really maintenance care and a clinic gym hybrid model. It's something that you you and I have talked about. I'm just such a big fan of for multiple different reasons, if not just for this. The fact that a patient knows trust and like you, as you said, they come in, you get them well. And then why wouldn't you continue to help that person? Like you're doing them a disservice. And I know all of us have seen patients and they've gone back to doing those things with that trainer, with that gym, not everyone, but then they get injured and they come back. Like letting a patient go through that yo-yo is just it's bad. It's substandard care to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. So if you are one of the fortunate docs out there, because not everybody has a gym, but if you do, and it doesn't need to be super sophisticated as you talk about, if you have the opportunity to provide ongoing care and retain ongoing revenue for that care, and you're there the best option to begin with, if you're not doing that, I'm going to say you're actually practicing in a non-patient-centric model. Ooh, big zinger there, buddy. Yeah, I think interestingly, you know, if you go back in the 50s, if you look at car dealerships, they one place sold the car and then a whole other place serviced it. And now it would be unheard of for a car dealership not to have a service department. Why? Because a service department is essentially your ongoing recurring revenue, whether it's oil changes and tires or, you know, they need a lot of maintenance, but it's just an ongoing kind of thing. And every dealership in the world now is like, why the hell would we not grab that? The people already know, like, and trust us because they came to us for that car. Why not keep them around for other services? And I think it's, it's a perfect synonym for what the clinic gym hybrid model is. I do like the fact that you're asking about the patient-centered thing. I want to dive down a little bit different path here. So mm-hmm. we both agree chiropractors are not making enough money. We want to see them wildly successful. Based on what you just said about low back pain, we know that the product, if you look for that market fit, <laughs> Boatloads of people have low back pain and we've got the best, cheapest, most convenient option. We're everywhere. There's no barrier to entry, right? I mean, it's everything you want. So we know that that's a good market fit and yet we don't see chiropractors 
uh, making the money we believe they should. So challenge to you, Jeff Legmade. Let's talk to everybody listening and talk about in the next two years how we could double their take-home income. So not double the revenue of their class, but we want them to double their take-home income. Where would you start? And let's just for, this is not a new doctor. This is somebody who's been in practice for three to five years at least, you know, so they're, they're healthy. And, but three to five years in, you're probably also looking at going to get married. Wife's talking wife or husband's talking about kids. You need to replace that car that you got while you're a grad student. That was like a decent at the time, but it's now starting to break down, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You've been through these struggles yourself, right? Uh, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. Those are the days when you used to have hair, right? And then yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that stuff, you're like, oh, I have no hair. In a, in a land far away, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a couple things that come to mind immediately, right? There's just the solid, sound business principles of, you know, well, how do you make more money? You either attract mm-hmm. more new patients into your practice, you raise your fees, or ultimately you drive more revenue per patient, right? It's just, that's just standard business. It doesn't matter if it's a patient, a client, a product. So, it, it, right. you, so you can All industries, it, it's the same. Either like yeah, a car dealership, sell more, more cars, sell more sales. car for more money, or get them to buy more cars more often. Exactly. So how can a doc that's been around a little bit, as you kind of said, you know, double and around a little bit could mean it just means you didn't start yesterday, right? You, you right. maybe have even just 100 patient records or files mm-hmm. or past patients, right? I think there's a couple of things that I look at immediately. Number one is the retention aspect. And you dove into it with, you know, having a clinic gym and really you know, maintenance that's exercise and performance focused on the back end. It's going to increase the lifetime value of a patient and it's in their best interest. So clearly being, that's one of those three things, right? Increase the lifetime value, increase the revenue generated by a patient that comes in. And that's one key clean area to do it is to extend your service offering. Great way to go about it. That'd be the number one thing that I would look at. So just for clarity, I want everybody to hear this. We're not talking about getting a single more new patient. All we're going to do is take the patients you already have and we're going to sell them into a service where we make a little bit more money over a longer period of time. That is 100% correct. So you don't need to run Facebook ads or start a whole new marketing program. We're just going to take the same ones that like us and tell them, hey, we got an extra thing for them. We're just trying to go... Uh, or take people ordered burgers and offer them fries. <laughs> that's all. That's all we're doing. That's correct. And and with some of this, what gets really interesting as as you go through each and every day, I know, is you know when you reverse engineer the numbers, it's not crazy. So if you thought about it, like, well, okay, how much would I love to earn on a monthly recurring you know side? And then you just see how many patients. Like, and it's not number one. You can't force anybody to do anything, even if you tried. So right. you know, there's no such thing as forcing anybody to do anything. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, there are a certain amount of individuals in your practice that want to raise their hand to get more service, that want to right. you to be able to connect with you at a higher level, etc. Being able to offer that is exquisitely important. But there's a key point that you did, that you brought up right there that I want also want to focus on, and that's the retention. Not only comes from the offering, the retention comes from the ongoing communication systems and the recurring offering. Because the time today is different than tomorrow. Last week is different than two weeks from now. So if a patient chooses at that moment, let's say 60% of your patients choose not, 40% do choose to go into that exercise, but 60% don't. That doesn't mean that they're denying you. It just means the timing wasn't right. Mm -hmm. So the other aspect of this that is critically important 
is that all chiropractors, in my opinion, should be retaining at least 80% of their patients over the long haul. When I say that, that doesn't mean, well, retention means that your PVA is that you get 40 visits in the first month, 36 visits the second month. No, it means that if the person has trusted you, if they like you, if they came in and get a great result, if you're not making it easy for them to say yes again by staying top of mind, by consistently communicating, by offering things of benefit and value to them, you are not only doing your business a dramatic disservice, you're doing that patient a dramatic disservice because you're holding back information and things that might be able to help them have better performance, live a higher quality of life. So, so many docs get fixated on that moment in time, that transaction, that offer, the fear of rejection, etc. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that that is part of the story. You want to make sure that you have the ability to offer something is step one. But step number two is that even those individuals where the timing didn't align for them, because it's about them, not you, you need to absolutely ensure you could probably have, there are docs, depending upon how much you want to make, depending upon where you live, depending upon uh, you know income factors, so to speak, sure. you could probably have a patient database of 1,000 patients And if you manage that database actually the way it could or should be managed, live a perfectly happy, super fulfilled life that's relationship-based with people over the long term instead of transaction-based, trying to get them out of your practice as quickly as possible. And it's always just been something that just blows my mind in terms of the lack of ongoing communication. It's almost as if a doc says this, I spend a whole bunch of time, energy, and effort to get a new patient to come in here. And that's what most docs focus on all the time. How do I get a new patient? How do I get a new patient? They spend all this time, energy, money, scratching their head, all this effort. Then they go through weeks and weeks. They take care of individuals, multiple visits. They do their best work. The patient leaves super, super happy. And the doc is basically like this. Well, I'd love to compete with, compete with Google ads again in about six months <laughs> instead of just continuing a relationship with the individual. No, I'd rather just throw you back out there, pretend we never met each other, and I'm going to run Google ads and Facebook ads and try to pick you back up when inevitably something comes up again. Because unless anybody has met somebody that gets younger, not older, lives under gravity less instead of more, and once they have an injury, they are rehabbed plus 100, Give me a break. These th- the, most of what we deal with are, to a certain extent, acute and chronic orthopedic conditions for the most part, and these things cycle back through. Right. So you just reinforce the fact that everybody listening should be able to make twice as much because we have the, the offering that people want, and also we have, uh, you know, that we're we're offering a product where we know there's, what is that called? Planned obsolescence, you know, where we know they'll need a replacement part soon, aka they'll need more treatment on their low back or their knee or their hip or whatever. And we can just stick to low back because you brought up a good point. Like that's the, that's the bulk of the market. So uh, we can sell them an offering or we can retain them 80%. If we can retain 80% of them, we're going to see people making more money. Now, that sounds like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to manage that. How could I ever, uh, you know, put out enough, uh, do enough nurturing content, blah, 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 to do that. What are some solutions there, Jeff? Well, the number one thing I think we look at is being able, I mean, let me say two things. There's two, there's two primary ways to, to nurture people long-term right now. And these things are constantly evolving, but it's been this way for a while and it'll continue to be for a while longer. And that's continually putting out great high quality content on social media and emailing your patient list weekly. 
This is not like once a quarter, when you get around to it, anytime you change your hours, you're telling them about the Thanksgiving you know, brunch potluck that you know. Like you need to email your patients your entire list one time per week. Yes, we could dive into email, email onboarding and event sequences and those finer things in life, so to speak. But at a bare minimum, you need to be putting out content consistently across your social channels at least one time a day and you need to email your patients at least one time a week, giving them the option to click through and schedule, giving them an option to purchase something, but leading with, as Gary Vaynerchuk would say, jab, 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 right hook, leading with something of interest for them. And that so is- So you mean like talk about yourself incessantly and make sure they know how, how awesome you are? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> or- <laughs> Something of value. So what would be an example of something of value that we could, you know, something that a patient would want to see weekly? Because I'm sure there's people going, every year is 52 weeks. So that's 52 pieces of content I got to make. I'm not a good writer. I'm busy with X, Y, and Z. Uh, so what would, can you give me yeah, so, a few so ideas? The way that we, you know, we do, we do this exact thing within the smart chiropractor. And the way we break it down is, you know, just the secret sauce is this, is monthly campaigns, weekly topics, and daily posts. When you create a monthly campaign as we do, Mm -hmm. so we take each month and we break it up and we alternate lifestyle month, regional months, right? So it could be like, you know, January could be about cervical spine and then March is going to be about low back and maybe February is about sports performance, right? So Mm -hmm. we alternate our campaign, monthly campaigns, and then we tie our weekly emails to different aspects of that campaign and our daily posts tie into it. So it's actually, you know, drum roll, a marketing campaign, not like I decided to do something today. And then once, you know, it's like not hodgepodge and scattershot. It's the way that you actually get traction. So for instance, in cervical spine month, you might do a week that is talking about posture. You might do, or or like tack knack or like sitting at a computer too long. You You might do another week about cervical radiculopathy. Now we wouldn't say that in the email. We'd say, is your arm pain coming from your neck? We want to talk consumer here because you're emailing your patients, but you know, we might talk about that. And then maybe the third week you're talking about something to do with whiplash or car, you know, something to that effect. Again, tying it back to a weekly topic, tying back to a monthly campaign. So uh, from what you know, and, and I, you know, you and I have had a lot of discussions about marketing. So if a, if a chiropractor goes from, treating and releasing the kind of worst model in the world, right? Treat and release uh, works good for preserving fish species, but not so much for preserving uh, patients. And they move to this model of, of weekly. Or so you said daily social media, weekly email, monthly campaigns, campaigns. Uh, what do you think they're going to do for maintaining that thousand person list? So treat and release is probably going to fade off about, you're going to probably lose at least half your people every, every year, right? Because why would they come back? Oh, you lose 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Where, what do you see happening with these campaigns? Because I mean, you guys, you, you're in it, you're tracking your, I know you, you're tracking numbers, right? right. How are these uh, clinics doing with yeah, that? Because so we're not talking question. about a huge intervention here, right? I mean, like a, a so, daily social media post and a weekly email is not, this is not rocket science. This is not some, you know, high, high dollar Madison Avenue strategy of the right Super Bowl ads at the right time. And it fades off to a YouTube channel. And then it does like, we're just talking about some two simple moves here. 
That's correct. And, and it can easily add on. It depends. It's always where you're starting from and how big your list is, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I'll bring it down to exactly as you're saying. This can bring a practice that's you know hovering around 100k top line revenue to hit 250k top line revenue with no additional work. And here's where I'm coming with that because we've seen this time and time again. An email list as small as 500 patients we have seen generate three to four patient activations off of that list each and every week. So let's round that to about 12 patient activations per month at an average, a low average of $1,000 lifetime value or interventional value for that patient, adds on five figures, over 10,000 a month, which easily creates over 120, 140. That's on a 500 person list. So a 500 person list is typically going to be a practice that is in a $100,000 range that now became 250. If you're a practice that's generating, you know, 200 to 350,000, you could easily jump to five, six, seven, um, you know, depending upon some of the, you know, the mechanics of the practice, so to speak. I'm just sitting here like pulling my hair out. Like, why wouldn't anybody do this? That's I mean, it's question. so simple and it grows. And also, the other aspect, I, I've said this a thousand times. I feel like I repeat myself a thousand times. When you develop that relationship with people, they want to work with you more and they don't feel like they're left behind. I just bought something the other day that cost $2,000 and great instructions in the box. Great. You know, everything was good. And then I reached out to customer service and they have not responded. And I don't get an email from them. I don't get a text message. I don't get a call. I don't get anything. And now I'm sitting here with this great product and I'm like, what the hell? Like, can you just follow up with me? I just had a couple of questions. And I think so many patients are sitting there going, Jeff, I know you got rid of my back pain and you know, it only took 12 visits. Is it okay if I, you know, go running? Is it okay if I go water skiing? You know, it's the summer. My, my brother-in-law wants to do a hike uh, in early September. Is that okay? And just talking about those things in these emails and, and talking about resiliency or talking about whatever does so much to just make that person feel like, hey, I'm still listening, you know, hearing that you care and whatnot. And I think it, people overlook that so much of how much our customers want our communication. Forget what it does financially, our customers want it. And then they also, the, the connectors will always forward that email on to their friend who, may, oh, you're talking about headaches this month? You know, it's great because Na- my friend Nancy always complains about headaches. There's two, there's two things there I want to hop in on because they're, they're super, super important. And I, I really want to hone in of on Of course, that. they're important. They're out of my mouth, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you could let my wife know what I say actually is important. <laughs> <laughs> I can make no promises on that. But, <laughs> but regarding the, there's two aspects of what you talked about. And, 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 and one is that it's about relationships and not transactions. If you have a transa- transactional practice, if, you know, then it's then it will always be that you'll always need more new, more new, more new because you're transactional, not relationship based. The irony is is that so many docs that want, that believe they are doing they have, they're the they're the most patient centered, they're the most evidence informed, they're the ones trying to do everything. Ironically, have these unbelievably transactionally based practices, which makes no sense whatsoever. It just it's it's insane to me. So there's these relationships over transactions. That's the way it should always be. And that's the way our marketing lays congruent with how a practice should be to be most profitable, but to first and foremost, be in the best interest of the patient. Second aspect I want to talk about is something you touched on, which is another ironic point. Patients come in and this happens so frequently. When I say this, docs will be like, yep, I've had that happen. But then then nobody takes it seriously. And that's 
patient comes in, you take care of them for low back pain. They, you, you know that they, they know that you take care of everything, you think. They go away and then they come back weeks and months later and like, oh, my wife came in. Hey, you know, hey Josh, great to see you. I haven't seen you in six, seven months. How's it going? Great. You know, my wife was in here. Yeah, she's doing great. Yeah, she told me you also take care of necks. Like, I came in here for my low back six months ago. I didn't know you guys took care of necks as well. And if you, but here's the thing, a weekly email and ongoing stuff on social media prevents that from happening because you're <laughs> highlighting what you do, how you do it, body regions, lifestyle, body region, lifestyle. And it opens up people's eyes to the things that you actually do. People are so myopic and rightfully so. People are super busy. They're in pain if they come to see you. They're trying to get that taken care of. Their focus is there. If you don't continue in that relationship outside of the transaction, you are doing them and yourself a huge disservice. Are you interested in becoming a better provider for musculoskeletal conditions? Well, if you know me, you might've seen me out on the road, but I totally believe in, I love, I adore the SFMA, the Selective Functional Movement Assessment. It is a fantastic way of assessing the movement-based dysfunctions in your patients. Now, why movement? Because movement has to do with motor control, and that's usually the first sign that pain is gonna develop. And it's a better, more reliable method than assessing pain. So if you're interested in using a movement-based diagnostic system as part of your intake protocol, I would highly recommend the SFMA. Plus, they've got the best instructors. I'm one of them. So I make it fun. I'm easy to listen to. And well, I don't know about that, but I enjoy teaching it. And it's a fantastic course. I recommend it. So check out functionalmovement.com and look for an SFMA course near you. Functionalmovement.com. Look for an SFMA level one coming to your area. Hope to see you there. Let me tell you a story, Jeff. <laughs> I have a friend who's a, a personal injury attorney, right? And so he uh, he works with this. He has a client come in that fell down like a in Vegas here. There was a three steps down from the, the hotel down to the strip sidewalk, right? And um, maintenance had fixed the, the coping on the tile on the edge of these three steps, but they hadn't blocked it off. He goes to step on it. The tile is still wet and it, like the tile comes all the way off, right? Falls, gets a, um, a pretty bad injury, uh, gets some rehab and works with an attorney, PI attorney, right? So PI attorney, we're talking to him and he says, yeah, that, you know, we settled that case for with uh, the hotel for, I can't remember how much, $12,000 or something. So about two years later, the attorney's telling me the story, sees that guy at a bar with a bunch of friends and they're obviously celebrating, right? And he goes, hey, man, what's up? Like, I haven't seen you in a while. He goes, oh, man, when we were celebrating, I just got a big, um, I, I got in a horrible car accident and I got my settlement check today. And, you know, a lot of my friends would take me appointments and, and help me out. And so I wanted to, to say thanks. And so I brought them all here to this bar. And the attorney that I, I know is like, well, you got in an auto accident? It's like, yeah. What, why don't you call me? And he's like, oh, I, I didn't know you did that. I thought you only did slip and falls. <laughs> and he's like, no, we like any injury. Like I handle that. Anyways, he was saying that that was the point he realized like in our marketing, in our brochures, in our, you know, everything we need to do, we need to make it clear to people. An injury is an injury. We'll take, we'll represent you no matter what. And I'm thinking, I've had that question. Oh, you, you mean you also work on necks or you also work on hips? 
like, yeah, any place where muscle connects to a bone, pretty much I feel comfortable, you know? And my friend's story about like, he's like, I can't remember how much this guy got a huge settlement, like $250,000. And, you know, attorneys work on a percentage of that. (laughs) What's that? $75,000 lesson. That's right. And he's like, why didn't you come to me? I didn't know you did that. (laughs) And I've already engaged you for a slip and fall. I've already gone to court with you. I've already gone through the process. And yet I still don't know that you actually do that. So that's a great point, Jeff, because I think uh, I remember seeing an article too in like chiropractic economics or something like the number one reason patients didn't engage in massage is because they didn't know it was offered. Number one reason. Yeah. So, so uh, real quick, pitch the smart chiropractor in case anybody's like, look, because I mean, this is basically a done for you service, right? Like, don't worry about the campaigns. Jeff and his crew already have them. Yeah. So smart chiropractor, it's based, it's automated content marketing for docs. So we market your practice easily and automatically. You click a button, we get the marketing out there for you. So we market your practice and put out content, all research-based, it's all cited. We drop in a little bit of inspiration there. We really want you to be at the forefront of your community and stay top of mind. So within the smart chiropractor, we'll get out on Instagram for you, auto posting every day. We'll get out on uh, YouTube posting for you once a week. We'll get out on Facebook posting for you each and every day. We have Cairo emails built into it. So you'll have onboarding sequences for new patients, reactivation drip sequences, all built out for you, all customized, wow. all clickable back to your online scheduler, your website, your face, your email address. We built all of that event sequences. We have dozens of presentations, gifts, the vault we have, which are evergreen content pieces. Uh, we have video streaming as part of it as well. I know docs that pay literally as much just to stream stuff to their reception TV as we charge for that and everything else. So the goal of Smart Chiropractor is to give you content you can trust, to get it out there automatically for you, and to ultimately generate more revenue for your patients. So you can do what you do best, which is focus on taking care of those individuals, having high-quality conversations, doing the best care in your practice. And you can know behind the scenes that 24-7, we are working for you. Your social channels are taken care of. Your emails taken care of. And those most important platforms are all set automatically putting out stuff on your behalf that generates patient activations week after week. I love it. I love it because I, I you know, I, I love writing. I enjoy it. I love putting out emails and, and you know, posts and everything. And I still struggle to produce content. And the, I will tell you, the worst time to try and produce content is when you're up against a deadline. Like you're like, I need to produce something by tomorrow morning, man, that well run, runs dry in my mind. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's almost like the universe hears how desperate you are. for an idea. <laughs> like, Yeah, It's not happening. That's the thing. So. It's docs struggle with two things, consistency and content. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, they're either super inconsistent. They produce content every once in a while. I go to a million docs, Facebook pages. They like, did three videos two years ago. Then they did, you know, it's like yeah. they have no consistency. And a lot of that comes with the other half of it, which is they just, you know, produce it, looking at a blank sheet and producing content day after day, week after week, month after month is challenging. And to make it yeah. high quality, beautifully designed, even hard. I mean, we sort of priced out what we do and it's like, it's something like 2,500 bucks. If you try to do it yourself, it'd be 2,500, 3,000 a month, depending upon exactly what services. What's the time, need. dude? The time is yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. the thing, man. Not even the opportunity cost. Yeah, no, yeah. like yeah. it's, it's the time you're not spending with your family or not golfing or not riding a mountain bike or not, you know, going on another run. Like those, all those things, uh, they take time. So, all right. I, I, 
appreciate you offering, I mean, uh, uh, discussing the smart chiropractor. So let's go back to our equation here. So I'm not done. So I want to double that income. So you're saying that you have evidence because you're an evidence-informed dude, <laughs> that you have evidence that just implementing this consistent content production is going to bump those people's top-line revenue way up, right? 100%. All right. So then let's couple that with, now we're, we're taking that 1,000 patient list and we're re-engaging them so that they can A, refer their friends, B, come in more often when they have an injury, C, maybe we, uh, they feel more comfortable to get that fifth and sixth visit instead of just four. And the other thing I think is when you want to offer something new, aka a gym membership, the worst way to do that is be totally done with somebody and say, oh, Jeff, one more thing. You know, it's like as you're walking out of the grocery store, having somebody run after you, oh, did, hey, did you know we also sell meat? And you're like, it feels weird, right? So we want to offer them that upsell in there. So having that nurture and, hey, we, this is what we believe. This is what we do. This is, you know, just what part of it will introduce that. And now we're going from whatever the LTV lifetime value of that customer was. And with the gym, I always say this, like, it, let's say that your average number, what, what's the average collection per vi- visit that you, you see with uh, folks in, in the nation? Just national average per visit. What would you guess it was? Uh, 75 to 100 bucks. Yeah. All right. So let's say 75 bucks because I think that's going to be easy to work with here. 75 bucks. And let's just say that uh, evidence-informed people tend to treat less. Let's say you get 10 visits. So we're talking about $750 per patient per injury, right? $750. A lot of our folks are, are charging somewhere between two and $300 for a monthly fee, small group training or not, right? If we can move that person into small group training and 12 months, we charge them on the low end $200. Now it takes that, that visit, or that yearly LTV is now $2,400 plus the person's healthier, plus they're moving in the way we want to move, plus we're monitoring them, plus they're getting rehab in the form of the right exercise at the right time and the right doses. So you get the $2,400. But what I always say is now you got to add back in that $750. So now that LTV went from $750 to well over $3,000, right? And that all happens because, yes, you did have a, a clinic gym hybrid setup, but it's because you nurtured those people, talked about it, and converted them from somebody that engages you just for one thing, that person that engages you for that ongoing membership. There's, a, there's an interesting point that you brought up there, uh, and it's about, the, it's about pre-framing, and it's about understanding where people want to go to. People come in, and they want to know whether you can help them. They want to know how long it's going to take. They want to know how much it's going to cost, and they want to know what's wrong with them. Diagnosis part is pretty easy for most of us in determining, hey, what, what do I think is going on, right? It's a, where, where I see a lot of letters after a lot of people's last names. They spend a lot of time trying to figure out exactly what's going on with the patient, but they miss the critical component, and you discuss this, and I just want to I'll, I'll give sort of my take on it. The statement of our patients that get the best results at the lowest cost do this is a very powerful statement up front. Hey, what's that thing in the back? That's our gym. You know, many of our patients that come in, we get them out of pain very quickly, but our patients that get the best results at the lowest cost over time, they typically go through our exercise program. Once you get there, once we get a little bit closer, I'm happy to talk to you about it. Sounds like you're somebody that wants to be proactive with your health. These are just very, very simple ways to pre-frame the conversation because you're 100% correct. You can't be 
at visit six, the patient's like, I'm doing great. I'm so happy. And you're like, before you leave, (laughs) because that is salesy, that sucks. And nobody wants to be treated that way. Mm -hmm. So actually just, it's ironic. Again, I use that word multiple times. It's like, just do the right thing from the get go. Like tell them like, Hey, you know what's wrong with you? You, you have a sprain, strain injury to your low back. You have a little bit of disc irritation. These things usually, the great news is these things usually clear up pretty quickly with how we go about things. One of the challenges is sometimes they can become irritated again. So we're going to get you out of pain pretty quickly, but our patients that get the best results and, you know, and at the best price, they typically come in and do some exercise afterward. We have a great program for that. It helps minimize the opportunity for this to come back and bite you, and it will help you with your quality of life later on. But we'll talk more about that after we get through these first few visits. Let's get you out of pain and moving a little bit better first, right? So when you have that now, people, when you bring that up as they get closer, it's not a surprise. And you're actually doing it in their best interest. You're like, you want to know it's the worst way to go about this? Crisis care, <laughs> which everybody knows like, what's the worst way to Freak go about out. it? Yeah. Keep getting injured, come in in these short bouts, get an injection over there, maybe have an injury so much because you're not taking care of yourself outside that then you need a further intervention. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's, there's so many different areas I want to talk about here because, you know, you're just spinning my wheels here. But, uh, you know, the other thing that it does is it definitely reassures that patient. When you walk them into the gym and you say, Hey, you know, our best clients end up here. You're eliminating many of the arguments that kind of develop when people say, Oh, I'm going to a chiropractor. Oh man. I heard if you go to a chiropractor, you have to go for the rest of your life. And they go, well, no, that that's weird because I just ended up in the gym, you know, like, like the number one complaint, right? And if you're meeting with docs, like you're saying um, in the evidence-based chiropractor, like you're marketing to these medical doctors, when they walk in and see gym equipment, like they're not worried about referring people for some dog and pony show, right? The, oh, I, I mean, because I've never met a doctor who didn't want their patients working out, you know, and, yeah, and to do that in a smart they're way. From, they're is, familiar. Yeah. And it bridges all, it, it, like it, we can all agree on exercise, right? So sometimes there's some worry about like cervical manipulation, but there's never a worry about exercise. I mean, it's always, always great. So, all right. So last question, Jeff, when we talk about patient relationship, a relationship based, um, uh, looking at our patients as a relationship rather than a freaking bag of money to just hammer, right? What are some other things you see that work well to build that relationship? So we're set, we're, I mean, cause if I, I think about it like this, anybody I love, I'm going to communicate. Like I don't have any relationships that I can cite back to that don't require regular communication. Even my grandmother, the more often I talk to her, the better that relationship is. And she would love me unconditionally, right? My patients won't love me unconditionally. It's very conditional. <laughs> and it's like 100% conditional relationship. But to develop that relationship, what, what other ways can we can we do that to win that, that battle? Well, there's a, I think there's a couple of different ways to look at that, right? Because there's, you know, what stage is the patient in, in, in the practice? So, you know, number one, I think, is making sure that your front end, meaning, you know, the, the, the benefit of content is it, it, it works on the front, the back, the middle, you name it, right? So mm-hmm. make sure that what you're putting out there is something that you believe in, you're proud of, it makes you feel good, it's high quality, it's well-designed. Like, that's the other thing. I mean, I'll cruise through and it's like, sometimes the information is so good, but the design of some of this doc stuff is so atrocious. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, so yeah, that's a whole conversation in and amongst itself. But, you know, putting out content consistently is super important. The other aspect of it 
is answering those four questions. My, my uh, business partner, Jason, talks about this all the time, and it's so true. You know, when people come in, they want four questions answered. We alluded to them, but it is a big relationship and trust builder. Can you help me? What's wrong? How long is it going to take? And how much is it going to cost? If you, can, if you can't clearly answer those four questions, there's confusion, and confusion will kill a relationship. So you need to I, make I sure. I recently you know, had this, went to go get new tires for my wife's car, and the guy could not tell me what was wrong. Oh, you just need new tires. And I'm like, all right, what's wrong with these ones? Oh, you just don't want to put these on that car. I'm like, because of the size? Like, what the weight rate? Like, give me a reason, like, other than that you sell tires. Like, I want another reason why I don't put these tires on that car, you know? Exactly. So, you know, just being able to, and I think, and I mean this super literally, because patients don't know. Like, they're coming mm-hmm. to you to help guide them and help them. So, I, I mean this literally. I can help you. <laughs> I believe I can help you. <laughs> What's wrong with you is this. I expect you'll be, out, be able to get out of pain within X amount of time. However, our clients, that are my patients that get the best results at the lowest cost, they typically go on to our exercise program. Now, to get started, what that looks like is this. If that is unclear to the patient, Good luck. That's about expectations and that's about mm-hmm. answering their questions. That's just starting the relationship. Now, mm-hmm. as we talk about down the road, I think some of the most important aspects of continuing that relationship is to get them within what we call your health tribe, meaning they should be following. We, I talk to docs all the time. 250 people follow the Facebook page. They have 2,000 2, patient records. Well, what happened to those 1,800 people? Like you need to redirect them and you do this through email. You do this through what your conversations you have in your practice, you know, again, just around these conversations. Hey, you know, patients that are most engaged with us and, you know, they tend to get the best results. Have you started to follow us on Facebook yet? Because each and every day we post things that can help you have a higher quality of life. It'll help you get well quicker. And, you know, so all of these things, again, this is about campaigns with email, with social this is why things redirect and point to each other, which is so important. It's not just like one thing one time, this other thing one time in this other system. No, your patients are an ecosystem of people that you should constantly be nurturing, growing, and taking care of. And it's not overly complex, but many, many docs, and this is a whole nother conversation, but many docs have been seduced by the dark side of <laughs> discount Facebook ads the most horrendous lead generation tactics ever imaginable mm-hmm. with these supreme discounted and, and then they are trying to convert, upsell, cross-sell, bait and switch, all of this crap that quite frankly is just unnecessary. In many docs, it's the easiest way out, but it's not the way to build a sustainable practice. It's not the way to build relationships and it's never going to be how you could grow anything to the point of what I'm going to say, that it matters. Meaning you look at large health, there's never been a large healthcare organization that's like, you know, I know how we built this thing. Discount Facebook ads. (laughs) Right. You know, like it just, but chiropractors perpetually believe that the next Facebook ad guy is going to be the guy that saves them and all their wildest dreams come true. Um, And, you know, that's, that's, that's my take on that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think uh, the other thing about nobody ever talks about how much follow-up Facebook ads require for it to be successful, but you're right. That is a totally different conversation. And uh, I think, I think that this conversation was great. 
like it, it, I don't want it to sound overly simplistic on how to double your take home income, but when you offer, I'll start, uh, I'll be very self-serving here. When you have a clinic gym hybrid, you now have the opportunity to sell your client more times, right? Which is one of the three ways to increase it. The other thing you can do is uh, sell more people. And when you set up a nurture campaign, like you're saying, and that ongoing communication, the people who already know, like, and trust you and have people they know, like, and trust are going to send more people your way. Why? Because you remind them to by saying, hey, we handle, you know, all these different conditions. We, we're right here in your neighborhood and we do all these things and go, oh yeah, you know what? I should send Billy down there because he was complaining about his back. So it checks off that box. And then if you want to raise your prices, uh, you know, that's another box you can check. That's the only one we didn't address. But that combination of just making sure you're communicating and having a long-term business outlook is, it's so great. And I just, I'm sure you wonder the same thing. Why the hell is everybody doing this? You know? I think the most succinct way I can say it is if you don't consistently market, you need to compete on advertising. So you can dump money in and more money every day, time mm-hmm. over time to compete in the advertising realm mm-hmm. or, and you can do a little bit of both, right? You know, so I'm not completely against advertising, by the way, just as a small caveat to this. I think there's a time and place for it, but it's a small piece of overall marketing. It ain't marketing. Yeah. And if you look at every big brand, I mean, they all do a ton of advertising, but they still get word of mouth, you know, and, and advertising builds word of mouth. The opposite is not necessarily true. So anyways, with that, Jeff, give us one more time. Well, where can we find the smart chiropractor? And, and if people are like, Hey, look, I want to do this. I want to grow it right now. Where can they find you? Yeah, you can head over to thesmartchiropractor.com. That'll get you access to all that. We're actually rebuilding the website, so there's going to be a whole bunch of really cool marketing stuff up there in the not-too-distant future, maybe by the time this airs. So head over to thesmartchiropractor.com. Or if you have any questions, you can just shoot me an email, jeff at theevidencebasedchiropractor.com. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Jeff Langmaid from Tampa, Florida, I really appreciate it. Appreciate your time. And uh, on behalf of Jeff, this is Dr. Josh Satterley saying, go out there, maximize your license, communicate with your patients, and live the life you dream of. Thanks a lot, Jeff. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. We've got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients.